Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show within the show, the show about the show. Thanks so much for making us part of your day. And you could always catch us on the PGP feed on iTunes. Just search Permission Granted. Also, you can search just on the normal DA Show iTunes feed. We tweet it out as well as post it on Facebook, facebook.com slash the DA Show. All right, so let's remove the elephant in the room, and that is that Mraz is suspended for this PGP. Let me give you the background on this. Two weeks ago, PGP, Mraz and I do it, and then Mraz hosts Side B, as he always does, with Jay Berman. While doing the interview with Jay Berman, and those guys are friends, and Berman has had some noxious fumes come out of different orifices on the air, and also in the PGP. He's kind of known for that. It has happened before. Mraz decided to let not what not one but two belches rip. And what is tough is that I think that those guys have a really good rapport. I thought it was a good side B. And I actually said to Mraz, you know, I thought that you guys had really good chemistry. And I had heard the belches, and I just kind of dismissed it as, that's just Mraz being Mraz. I went back and I listened to the PGP again, and I was in the car driving. And I've got one of those connectors that go into my stereo, so I've got it, the PGP on the stereo. Luckily, I'm in it alone. And I heard the two belches again, and this is how much of a sicko I am. I listened to the PGP twice that week. And I was so offended. And I don't think it was just the attitude I was in that day. I was so offended because it came off as such a lowbrow, this is just me being me, This I'm so comfortable that I can just be this disgusting on the air. And Berman didn't react. It was just like, yeah, burping was fine on that side of the podcast, and who cares? And I just found it to be totally disrespectful to you guys, the listeners. And I'm serious about this. We have a lot of fun in this show. And that is one thing that I mandate. We have to have fun because if we're not having fun, you won't have fun listening to it. And why would you listen to anything that you did not enjoy or have or feel good about listening to? So I want to make sure we have fun. But we also have to work hard because they don't just give away these time slots. They don't just hand out these jobs. And so every day I work as hard as I can because I don't want to lose everything that I've worked for. And I just thought when I heard that from Arez, it's disrespectful to the listener. It's disrespectful to our brand. It's disrespectful to our show, to CBS and all of that. And I was furious. 
And I tweeted or I texted at Mraz rather, why did you burp on the air? He said, well, it's just the PGP. It's usually looser. I said, just the PGP? You wouldn't do that on the air? He goes, well, podcast is looser. I said, it's just an extension of what we do on the air. It's under the CBS brand. It's under the DA show brand. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. Now, he did go back and edit them out. So if you try to go back and listen to that PGP, you will not hear them unless you have a previously downloaded version. If you do, I highly encourage you, get that version to me because right now there is no evidence that it happened. But I know that you guys heard it. I said, you're done last week. And I just couldn't look him in the eye last Monday because I was just so furious. Five-plus years of work on the show, he still didn't understand. He said, well, I farted on the PGP, and we've even amplified that. I said, well, that was a mistake because that was an oopsie. And the reaction was, oh, my God, what are you doing? And we all couldn't believe it. That was nicknamed by one of our listeners to be the methane mishap of last summer, summer 2017. It was an oopsie, and an oopsie is one thing because then you're in real time. This is the reaction of people. Mraz just belching just to belch like he'd rather be somewhere else, and that was different in my mind. That was a defining line in between these. I said, you're done. You're suspended. No PGP. We went on the PGP last week. We did the full tournament coverage with Super Dave and then also suspended for the first three days of the week last week. He's now serving the one-game suspension, the one PGP suspension, one more today, then that's it. He is going to be back, expected to return to the lineup next week. That's where we stand with that. Number two, we've got koozies. DA show beer koozies that say little wet, little drippy. They're awesome. They got the, they're dark blue. They have the medallion, the DA show logo medallion, and then it says little wet, little drippy. Perfect for your ice-cold beers or sodas that you're going to be grabbing out of the cooler this summer. So first run is 100 of them. I want to send them out to 100 lucky listeners. This is how you can get your koozie. We have an email address set up for entrance. Number one, you've got to subscribe to to Nomad. That's my digital travel series where I travel, go to games, eat cool stuff. You've got to subscribe to that. That way you have a username, and we can check to make sure you're subscribed with a username. Once you do that, then I know you're a legit D-alien. Once you're subscribed there, you're going to email your username and your mailing address to our email address set up to take all entries, and that is thedashow912 at gmail.com. The DA Show, basically 9 to noon Eastern time. The DA Show, 912. The DA Show, 912 at gmail.com. Send us your username on YouTube so that we can double check that you're subscribing and you're a true D-alien. And then also your mailing address. And we'll take 100 lucky listeners and send out your koozies. Entrance are, uh, they, the deadline is to get them in April 1st. April 1st, once April 1st rolls around, you can't get them in. So you've got to subscribe now and get that entry in today so that we can send out the 100 for the first round of, um, you know, early April so that weather's getting warm and you'll need them. 
I got to say the response has been fantastic. Seems like you guys really like the idea, really like the design. We've had a ton of entrants already. I really appreciate that, and I'm excited. And I'll tell you, if this goes well, I hope to do stuff like this more in the future because we have amazing followers and amazing listeners, which is why I feel really strongly about Mraz belching in your ear. I mean, I I know that we make fun of his diet and his Buddha belly and his lack of knowledge at a third grade level, but I do believe in delivering quality content to you and not disrespecting our listeners. It's why I don't come in and not know what we're going to talk about or come in and buy time and meander through a non-take. It's why every segment is planned and every conversation and every question is thoughtful and and everything that we do is is deliberate it's because i don't feel like shortchanging you guys you know and i just feel like whereas belching in your ear shortchanges everybody that cares about us also you could only imagine what the bosses think about something like that so you know that's that so anyway get involved in the koozie get involved in the entrance Get involved in sending us your entry for the koozie, and we'll get those out early April. I didn't get to get to all my trashes today because we ran out of time. To be fair, just so you know, Brendan Haywood didn't do us any favors. We were supposed to have him on at 11.30, no, 11.20 Eastern time. We couldn't get him on. He was not, he he was wrapped up, I guess, with the rest of the, the, the speaking tour to talk about March Madness until 11.37. So we had him on, and he cut into that final segment when I was going to be reading the Trash Tuesdays, which is a problem when your guest does not pick up the phone or has to you know, push it off, is that you don't know when they're going to jump on, and so you don't know when you can segue into the next segment you need to do. Had I known we were not going to have Haywood in that segment, I would have gotten all the Trash Tuesdays out of the 11.20 into 11.30 segment. Instead, I didn't know how to keep buying time, and then boom, we get into the the 12 for the 1140 segment or so. So anyway, I got some more trashes. And we have so many good trashes, I, I never want to not read them on air. Jason Tweets, DA, I'm trashing the Methodist church that has their basketball jersey say meth on the front of them. Come on now, we all get it. You've been trashed. And he sends a picture, and it's true. There is an old jersey. It looks like it's really old, like maybe from the 50s or 60s, but it just says meth on the front. Don't think that would fly. I think that would go the way of Chief Wahoo these days. John tweets, DA, I'm trashing my NCAA bracket, among others, especially this past Sunday. Down went Butler, Cincinnati, and Xavier. I had them all in the Final Four. Boom. Trashed. Daniel tweets, I'm trashing the convenience store clerk. That decided to finish his phone call with his girlfriend for about two minutes before ringing me up. And anyone that trashes their NCAA bracket, it's called March Madness for a reason, you simpleton. Taking out the trash. So that's friendly fire. On the same day of Trash Tuesday, back-to-back tweets. To jungle out there, guys. Captain Johnny tweets, I'm trashing the guy at work that sings and whistles everywhere he goes. In his office, walking down the hallway into the bathroom, Pipe down, choir boy. No one wants to hear it. You're so trashy. Yeah, nobody needs whistle guy. Whistle guy is better than sing guy. Singing guy is the worst guy. Don't sing. Unless you are, I mean, I don't know. 
unless you are some type of opera singer, unless you're Adele, don't sing around us. You're not good. You think you're good? You're not good. Daniel tweets, I'm trashing the furniture company that I bought my couch from three weeks ago who will not uphold the warranty on it because it was at a closeout price. Screw you guys. You lost a customer for life. Hot trash. It always seems as though the easiest the easiest protocol and policy would be just whatever you want to bring back, you can bring back. Like Nordstrom has done this forever. I think what Walmart or no, maybe not Walmart, but other places have done this forever. And it's because nobody takes advantage of the policy. So just say you'll take it back. Just say, yeah, no matter what, you can take it back. Because we're all so lazy, we won't end up taking it back. Daniel follows up. Let me get one more trash in here. Go ahead and give me the elephant in the room and trash the MLB. Screw them. America's two pastimes are baseball and throwing tea into the Boston freaking harbor. This should be considered an act of terrorism. Hashtag baseball's America. Must be trash Tuesday. Talking about Yankees and Red Sox being in London next season. That's apparently what the Major League Baseball executives want to do, which is just so stupid. It's just so annoying. It's so stupid. And at some point in time, we're going to find Cowboys, Giants, and Chiefs, Broncos, and Steelers, Ravens, and Bears, Packers, in London as well, because apparently they just don't give a bleep. Mike tweets, I'm trashing my beloved 49ers for signing Richard Sherman. I know the reasons, and it's a team-friendly contract, but it's Richard Sherman. Epic trash job. I don't know how you root for that guy after what he said to you guys. I don't know how you just flip on that. Richard Sherman was the ultimate enemy, the ultimate villain. A couple of years later, they got a root for that guy? Daniel follows up, the Yankees and Red Sox should go ahead and play in London and purposefully make the game go to the 17th inning, and the score should be 7-6, 17-76. You English, no good, food-having, wooden-teeth, stinky Brits, you lost baseball when we decided to kick your ass in the revolution. Someone just got trashed. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. 300-year-old trash talk. Ain't nothing like it. JMO tweets, I'm trashing all of the talk of the Cincinnati sports curse being a thing just because Xavier and Cincinnati both fell in the round of 32. Both schools have made it further in the recent pass. past. Trash Tuesday is fun for everyone. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that anybody should trash that as the curse of Cincinnati. Just think that it's a really bad night for the city of Cincinnati. A one and a two seed, both choking away double-digit lead. Cincinnati choked away a 22-point lead. Matt tweets, I'm trashing the honorable Judge Futrelli, Scott Farrell, and Carver High for ripping me 314 when I called in during the playing game asking if Q's basketball could hypothetically beat TCU basketball and Michigan State if they beat the Sun Devils. Trashing is fun. Well, Matt, I, I don't remember that. I wasn't listening at that exact point in time, but I do think it's worth going back and checking the tape. Is that true? They trashed you for saying SU could win those games? To be fair, I had no thought that they could win those games either. James tweets, I am trashing people who try and rush on the elevator while you're trying to get off at the ground level. Can I get off of it first, please? Where are your manners? Hashtag, how about that? You've been trashed.
Luis in Palmdale tweets, my brother D.A., Mraz is right. He's correct about the high four. My grandfather is missing two fingers and getting a pat on the back from him gives you the heebie-jeebies. Boom. Trashed. Long conversation today about whether or not it was appropriate that a guy with four fingers surprised Mraz with a high five. Mraz felt weird because he tried to give the high five and one of the fingers, his ring finger, went through and got air. I kind of understand where Mraz is coming from. I think that guy just has to simply perfect the lefty high five or all fist bump. But these are all good points brought up. All good points brought up considering Mraz is kind of weirded out about really not weird things at all. All right, that's side A. Time now for side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Oh, look at here. I am also going to be hosting side B of the Permission Granted podcast. We already talked about why Mariah is suspended serving a one PGP suspension today, actually to two PGP suspension dating back to last week. Now, I was supposed to have on Robbie Rosenhaus, a.k.a. The House, on this side B. He was supposed to be here at noon Eastern time on Tuesday. He knew this. We would have called him. This was my window to record this. Robbie said, no, I'm coming in to do it in person. If DA needs me, I'm coming in. It is now 12.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have no house. Now, I'm looking on the other side of the glass at Mraz. He is texting somebody. Is it the house? Correct. He's nodding his head. Is the house going to make it here the next 10 minutes? Nonverbal communication only. Yes. You're nodding your head. Yes, he'll be here in the next 10. The next five? He says two. But... The house also said he was going to be here by 12 o'clock originally, then 12.15. Correct. So the house is killing himself here. And let me give you the background on this. Robbie Rosenhaus is a six-foot-three mountain of a man. He is bald. He is large. He has an incredible personality. I see potential in him. But... His reputation around the office is of a lackadaisical worker, employee, uncommitted, undisciplined. And right now, Robbie's killing himself. He's shooting himself in the foot. Because this was going to be his moment. And right now, he would have had 20 minutes. 20 minutes of content. I would have given him the platform. And instead, he is just, and now I can't depend on him. So he says he's going to be here, but here's the thing. People around the office are not happy that I'm allowing Robbie, the platform, to be in the PGP. I think he's got spunk. I think he's got good opinions. I think he's fun. I think he's affable. But they don't like him because I think from a work standpoint, he has left them holding 
more work than maybe they were supposed to do. That They've had to pick up slack for him. So I think that's the problem here because I don't think necessarily that people dislike him for his personality. He can be tough. He texts you a lot. He asks you to go out a lot. He might engage you in bets that you don't want to be in. He's going to always make sure you pay up. It's like Banya looking for the soup. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think people just don't like Robbie because they feel like he shirks his duties and they've got to pick up the slack, which is what I'm sure some people don't like Moraz for around here. I mean, I'm sure that that's got to be a little bit of a part of the equation of why there's a little bit of a resentment around Moraz. But that's the background on Robbie Rosenhaus, a.k.a. the house. This is a man that is a huge Vikings fan, okay? And he's a Canadians fan. He is a wild fan. No, not a Minnesota wild fan. <laughs> I'm playing charades with Moraz because he's serving a one game, a two PGP suspension. It's too small, so I can't really read that, but it's fine. It's not really important at all. <laughs> it's not really important at all. So it's now 1223 Eastern time and no Robbie. And Mraz is looking around the corner for him, and he's not here. Well, let me tell you, here are the here are the biggest villains or enemies of Robbie. Jay Berman does not like Robbie Rosenhaus. I would say Pete the Body Bilotti does not like Robbie Rosenhaus. I would say Kenny Brock now does not like Robbie Rosenhaus. I would say Mike Carver does not like Robbie Rosenhaus. <laughs> okay. Now, this is just a start of all the people that he is upset. He is now 25 minutes late to this interview, and he'll never get another spot again. I mean, and he might be talking to the post postman walking in here, delivery guy. You never know. And now he says he's he's coming up the elevator. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> Correct. So all of this leads us to why this is the perfect metaphor for why Robbie is disliked around here. And I spent time with him at the at the Super Bowl. And I just find him to be a big, lovable guy. But I just, I think there's something there that everybody dislikes him. I think there's got to be something there. there. There's something that that he is. Now, I think he's friends with Ike Feldman, who is the producer of After Hours with Amy Lawrence and the Outside of the Cage podcast. But... Pete Hoffman, who also does that with him, not a fan of Robbie Rosenhaus. So there's a lot of people stacking up waiting for Robbie. Now, Mraz doesn't like Rosenhaus either. Mraz, though, I think likes him more and understands kind of the caricature of Robbie. But I think that largely, <laughs> largely, most people don't like him. Mraz is giving me the thumbs up. Robbie is coming in. He's walking through the doors. And I suppose he's going to be in here in just a few moments. Robbie, where were you? In traffic. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was. You said you were going to be here at noon. Yeah, I know. I was in traffic, though. Cross Bronx was a disaster. Well, you got to give yourself time. It's New York City. Well, unfortunately, 
You know, this, this cut into your time. Now, now we only I have... I know, and I'm out of breath, so I'm going to even have less time. 45 minutes I was going to give you, and now we're down to 15. Shoot. I'm sorry. So let's get into this. Okay, let's do it. Part of the reason that people dislike you okay. around here is that I think they feel like you shirk your responsibility, that you are not dependable from a work standpoint. Really? Yes, really. Wow. <laughs> Is that so? Look at this. The 30 seconds in. What was the over-under? Well, now i got to get right to it because you're so late. Please do. And so when you show up 26 minutes late to your own interview, what do you think is going to happen? Well, he said, well, to be fair, Sean said you're going to be here about 12, 1230. And then you said, I'll be there at 12 for DA if he wants me in studio. We could have called you at noon. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize for my tardiness. Okay. So I really do, do. do you feel like you shirk your responsibility around here and put more on people's plate unfairly. No, absolutely not. I know there's one person that works in the CBS uh, radio family that, like, despises me. You can I mean, say who. I, no, no, I'm not going to go into it. But let's just say there's one person I know that just doesn't want to work with me, doesn't like my carefree our attitude, d- doesn't like me walking in here and just with a smile on my face like I'm trying to, you know, sell you some... Al- pro- you always have a smile. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just happy to be, you know, living at this point. Happy to be anywhere. Happy to be anywhere, right? Happy to be here, happy exactly, to be anywhere. Exactly, yes. Well, I find you imminently likable. I find you to be funny. I think you have a good sense of humor. I, I like hanging out with you. I don't understand why when I give you the platform, people resent it. I don't understand. I think I think they're a little scared. They may be a little jealous. I don't know. That's for them to decide. All I know is that uh, I have a good personality. You obviously see it. You know talent. I mean, Joey Waller sees it. He knows talent. Mraz obviously clearly doesn't. So he's just afraid of me. I think he's afraid of the big bad wolf. Okay, well, Mraz, you consider (laughs) yourself the big bad wolf. 100%. Why? Because he's like Little Red Riding Hood. He has no shot. No shot at what? Yeah, come on. He's got the picnic basket in here. He's eating. He's belching on the air. I mean, you know, I'll come in here. I'll come right after him. And what do you mean? You want you want his job? Well, who knows? Maybe one day down the line. Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. So okay, so you're tracking Mraz. Well, from afar, you're hunting him. Yes, absolutely. You know what it says on your like your little rearview mirror that you look at? Objects in your rear may be closer than they appear, or something. So yeah. So yeah. that's you. Yes, that's me. So you're looking over his shoulder. It, yes. Does Mraz have the number one job here that you want? Uh, I don't know about that, but I'm in the periphery. Because you would want to be on air. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. I've thought a lot about it and different things that I want to do. I know I'm, like, capable of being on the air. I know I'm quick-witted enough and sharp enough to react and to be on the air. Um, But I'm not sure if I can do, let's say, what you do and where it's, you know, three hours. It's not really by yourself because Mraz is on the air a lot, but I'm not sure that I can do, let's say, what Tony does, where he Tony Page on WFAN, where he'll just sit there and take phone calls for three hours on an overnight with the same stuff. Well, in some ways, though, that's easier than doing what I do because phone calls basically prop you up and right. and you just react to them. Right. And that's a lot of WFAN's New York sports talk and I right. guess other places. Right. So it does take even more, a different skill set, I suppose, to, to fill time when you're talking to yourself. Right. But, you know, you're good. You have a really good personality. I just don't understand why so many people don't like the, that I put you on the air. I, I, I still don't know, like, who who doesn't, like, we can well, get into who. Okay, Mraz clearly is annoyed by you, but it might be because you're hunting him as little at Well, that's Red fine, Rider. right, yes. I think Jay Berman, I think Mike Carver, 
I think Carver. Pete, Pete Hoffman. Well, Hoffman's the one that hates me. So he hates you. Yeah, no, he doesn't like me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because of the stuff. I mean, I was involved with Outside the Cage and stuff, and I rubbed some people the wrong way. Okay. To that's... make a long story short. Okay. And, um, you know, that's it. But, uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know why. I think Bilotti. I yeah. mean, what did I ever do to people? I got to beat Bilotti. I don't know if those guys don't like it. I just know that when I. Would I say I'm going to have you on the PGP? People go, oh my god, you're going to have this clown come on. What are you going to do? You're going to have this guy. What is? Wow. And so you know what it is. I don't think people take me seriously, but when I tell you that I'm one of the smartest people that work here, okay, I hope you know that because I am. People just don't know it. Either they won't know it yet, or they just won't know it. Period. But I'm one of the smartest and most talented people in here. Maybe I'll get a chance one day. I've certainly had obstacles along the way in my radio career that I've kind of overcome. Um, Self-imposed obstacles? Yeah, some of them, yes. I would say so. Discipline? Um, no. I wouldn't say no. Work ethic? Um, no. Punctuality? No. Off the field stuff. Working with others? No. None of that stuff. <laughs> so off the field I'll, stuff? Yeah, off you're the field. A, you're a head case off the field? No, just there's some stuff that, that has gone on in my life. One day I'll write a book. As I told your old buddy Joe D the other day as we were talking a little Viking. Jolton Joe D, does yes. he like you? Yeah, he loves me. Oh, okay. Yeah, he actually texted me uh, after I was on the show with, uh, and by the way, where's Flowrider? Where is my intro? Like, where, you know, where is that? But, <laughs> well, you uh, were 25 minutes late. Yes, I know that. I apologize for that. I, I didn't know that I was supposed to be here right at noon. Well, so. you, well, I didn't know. You said you were coming in at noon. I thought we were just going to call you on the phone. Well, that would have been fine also, but um, I apologize for my tardiness. And like I said, I don't know why I rub so many people the wrong way. I enjoy conversing with you and being on your show and your podcast. I love talking to you because you make me laugh. You make me smirk. I think you're an affable guy. I think you're a likable guy. My issue, though, is you've clearly done something to rub everybody the wrong way. I don't know what it is. And I think I you really... did. You've called yourself polarizing. Yes. So you know that there are people that dislike you. Yeah. I just don't know what I... I, I don't know. I haven't done anything. Look at you. You're smiling as if you're watching, like, you know, Super Troopers back in college. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, look at you. Well, you're funny. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know what I've done. And but... you do an aw shucks routine really good. Ah, shucks. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I think people also don't like that we've used your drops. So I've heard, yes. I love Robbie, though. And... Again, I think the PA story, the Paul Allen story, held a little water because I don't think the two of you believe me for a second what had happened. Yeah, well, right? it was a tough. It was right? tough it was to a believe. Tough sell, right? That you were driving wives of Eagles, uh, Vikings players, away from the stadium in the NFC Championship game because they were being harassed. Right, correct. And then you, right, me you, of all people, right, you of all people, that suddenly you were part of the inner right. sanctum and right. had to leave this game early. Correct. As a huge Vikings fan, right. And you had to get him back to the hotel as right. the saving grace, as the knight of the white horse. Correct. I had to get him out of there. I had to be the lead block. <laughs> but Vikings play-by-play voice Paul Allen confirmed the story at the Super Bowl. Correct. On Super Bowl Row, he did confirm it to you, and uh, he's a good friend of mine, and that was a uh, that was a good story. And now I have a new quarterback, so uh, it should be a fun little ride. Well, I also, I don't know if you know you're doing this, but the correct has become your signature. Correct. And do you and so I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but we play that on the air. Yes, I listen. Yes. <laughs> and also the is that right and that's right. Oh. <laughs> My own little soundboard, huh? Is that right? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think uh. people might not like that either because you've already become within three appearances. Right. The first time my listeners had ever heard of you. Okay. Was the PGP you did with Mirage. Which I thought was great. I thought it was great too. I called them out. That's when I think things turned for the worse because he he didn't like me going back at him, telling me that the Giants are in a better position than the Vikings. Okay, right. Enjoy your number two pick, okay? Enjoy your new general manager that sounds like he just got off the boat. And enjoy, uh, you know, your offensive line that's in shambles. So again, that's well, all. so that was going back and forth. That was the uh, that was before the Super Bowl, and I had not heard you guys go back and forth. I mean, I know you right. from behind the scenes. You're right. a producer. You've worked with some of my friends before in of Atlanta. Course. Jim Murray, great dude. He's of in course. Boston, a total yep. superstar. So I had known you, and we had talked. I just never heard you and Mraz go back and forth and spar. You're good with him. So I mentioned that, and I think maybe you're right. Mraz felt a little territorial. Right. He didn't want me maybe stealing a little bit of his spotlight. Right. Now, I've heard him on the air solo. He's good. Um, but I also heard him with me, and that was good, too. So, But he's, you know. Do you he's, think he's better with you than he is solo? I don't know, because when I'm in it with him, let's, you know, we were in here for 15 minutes. I can't really tell when we're going. Like, that was only a one time. That was the first time we've done it. So I would need a couple more times, obviously, to sense any chemistry or anything like that. Do you feel like you are Mraz's Newman, kind of his uh, his villain, his next door neighbor that can't stay out of his life? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've invited him out once, I think, and uh, I don't know. He he lives very close to me. I mean, he lives the next town over. Well, <laughs> he does. No, that's really weird. But yes, he does. He does live in the next town over. <laughs> on on the next episode, we'll bring up the Google Maps. We will get a sponsor or something, Garmin or something, some GPS. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that um, you know you and you would like to be a co-host, maybe. I think I'd be better with somebody okay. to bounce my stuff off of and right. have them react than me just sitting there and you know talking. Okay, you know, so to, to, to the uh, you know to the audience. So there are guys that are behind the scenes here, right? And some of them have strived to be on air. Some of them haven't. Mm -hmm. Mraz did a lot of demo reels and practice shows before they finally let him on the air, which they did. Now he's taking advantage of that, which is great. Have you done any demo shows to give in uh, to give our bosses? I have not. Um, I've actually thought about it. Um, haven't done any of it, but um, it, it it has come across my mind. So, so this is a bit of a crossroads then for you. Yeah. Because you have you mentioned that you think you'd be good on the air. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've had people tell me that I should be on the air. Uh, so, I mean, this isn't the first that I'm hearing of it. Not to pat myself on the back, I'm not. I'm not doing the all shucks thing here. This is the this is the truth. You called yourself the big bad wolf hunting Mraz as Little Red Riding Hood. Mm -hmm, that is correct. So you can't now say, well, I've heard I'm kind of good on the air. I mean, you were hunting down Mraz. You said why not? Yeah. Oh, I've taken a break. I've, t I've taken a seat, you know. Did did you leave a shift early recently when you were supposed to be cutting tape? Oh, 100%. You did? Yes. People feel like that you you left early and didn't do your job. That's a joke because, honestly, there was one small piece of uh, stuff to be done. Of course, the person that I was working with, you know, probably told the world. What happened? I asked somebody to do it. I left an hour early so I can go out and Uber and make some money on St. Patrick's Day night. Oh, you're which an is, Uber driver. Oh, yeah. Oh, you want me to give you Uber stories? You think about the people that I've had. I've had somebody who plays for one of those hockey teams in my Uber. I've had a famous uh, supermodel in my Uber once. 
So uh, it's been interesting. But yes, I wanted to leave and I wanted to go make that extra money. And, you know, there was nothing to be done. All my work was done. So I, I told the person who was relieving me at midnight that I was leaving at 11 o'clock. Are you misunderstood? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I so am. So what do you think is the biggest misconception? Uh, I think that just maybe people don't kind of understand where I'm coming from. I think they think that I'm a little over the top. I think maybe a little exposure to me, people get... Um, uh, they make assumptions. How about that? That's that's a good uh, that you're arrogant, a, right? Exactly. Know it all. That like the job is like below me, like cutting tape or running the board or whatever. Like I should be doing something else per se. I think that's maybe the kind of the vibe that people get. You think that people think you're not dedicated to the craft, right? Mm-hmm. Not dedicated to the job. Right. What you would tell them though is that there's been extenuating circumstances across your career that has prevented you from right. remaining consistent yeah. at certain jobs that would make you. Elevate through. Yeah, I would say so. The yeah. corporate lab. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. I would definitely say so. I mean, uh, there's been now, a, a, some of it has not been my fault. I mean, there have been some obstacles that I've run into in certain in a couple of places. I mean, just in, in a couple of cities. Management that, in. that didn't vibe. Management, with you. which was just a disaster. I mean, just to, I ran into. It was just a. We're not going to get into it because uh, we're just not going to get into it. But uh, um, yeah, I ran into some obstacles. So in one stop, it was totally. 95% them, and in the other stop, it was like 95% me um, just kind of causing problems. You know, I stayed in, I was in Atlanta for a few years, and then I was in San Francisco for a year, and now I'm back in New York for, I think this is going to be two or three years now, coming up uh, in May. You're a native New Yorker? Yes, from Long Island, yes. Native New Yorker, and so you've, you've died of the country a little bit like I have, right. working. And I think another reason why a lot of people dislike me is because of my arrogance with my sports teams and the fact that I only root for the Mets in terms of New York teams and all the other, you know, like I've totally rubbed so many people here the wrong way when it comes to the Vikings. I know that. Yeah. Carver, Mraz, everybody. I mean, Summers. I mean, everybody. I understand that. Like, I always wear Viking stuff. That's that's my team. Like, that's like the Mets I share with everybody. You're a Mets fan. The Mets I share with everybody, my family, my friends. The Vikings are mine. Like, they're... You know, I'm a native New Yorker, and they're, you know, nothing to anybody else. But to me, they're, you know, very, very important. So me. you wave that flag, and you're right. going to wear that proudly. You're a Habs fan? Right, yes. Canadians? Well, so, so half my family's from Montreal. Um, so I speak a little French, and um, I enjoy going up there to visit them. I haven't been up there uh, in a couple of years. But, uh, and then yes, basketball? Is, is San Antonio. So my uncle actually played with David Robinson, um, when they were growing up, and then they played against each other in college. My uncle Glenn played for Rick Pitino at BU, at Boston University, and he played against David Robinson in college. At Navy, they had some games or whatever. So um, he used to get me some David Robinson stuff, and I got to meet him when I was a kid. So I ended up rooting for him, okay. rooting for the Spurs, and then I lucked into all those championships, obviously, and that was a lot of fun, the, those runs with Duncan and company. So I, I want, I hope you get on better ground with everybody here because I like you and I think that you bring a lot to the table and maybe you don't show me the same side that you show these other guys like you're not pounding the Vikings over my head but no I mean maybe around here it's different but I I hope you get on better ground because I I think you're a really personable funny guy I think there's a spark here I'd like to to I think it's I think you're really funny I think you're really good at this 
But I just don't understand why every time I have you on, everybody freaks out around well, you. you got to ask them. So what do they tell you when you say, well, what do you mean? Have you asked them? Have you followed up on the question? Well, I think the sports is a big thing. You pound people over the head with sports takes. And I think that oh, they... really? Wow, that's odd because I've actually kind of like really like pound people over the head with sports takes. That's what I'm gathering from them. <laughs> I ask Carver about the Islanders a lot, and like I like talking with him about the Islanders. It doesn't mean that I'm going over there telling him that I can do a better job than him or Garth Snow talking about them. Like, <laughs> so the you know, <laughs> we converse about the Islanders, like Mraz and I, we converse about the Rangers or whatever. I guess I, I don't know. I don't maybe know. it's maybe it's that. Maybe it's as you said that they think that you feel like your job right now is below your ability. Maybe maybe they, maybe they feel well. I mean, maybe they feel like you're stalking their jobs, considering you called yourself a big bad wolf. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I give up. I really do. I'm not here. This isn't a per- this isn't a popularity contest, okay? This is it's not. I enjoy a lot of the people that we work with. I did say we work with a lot of boring people when I was on the last time. Yeah, yeah. I think I, you know, but we do. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to point them out, but we do. You can dot the Ts and the Ps and the Fs and the uh <laughs> Oh, man. You're unbelievable. Oh, man. I wish we could have done this for 45 minutes, but you were late. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here as long as you want me to be. I know well, you have a flight gotta, to catch. Yeah, I got to get out of here. Oh, now. I feel terrible. I'm, I'm real lucky. I get to go to West Palm. Wow. Very exciting stuff down to Florida. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. That well, sounded that's very inauthentic <laughs> and disingenuous. <laughs> now you know why people don't like me. <laughs> But I will say, uh, Paul Allen, PA, is one of my favorite broadcasters in America. I think he does the best local show, in my estimation, that I have heard across the country. I love PA on the mic. As do I. And I would say, if he vouches for you, then I know that my instincts are right. Um, so a little sidebar here. Okay, I got to get going. Okay, a little little sidebar here just just very quickly. Um, when I was living in Atlanta, ran into some obstacles down there, was working with Jim Murray, the aforementioned Jim Murray. Got a call from Paul Allen at 8, 8.30 in the morning. Uh, I don't remember what, what day or what month or what year it was, but I was down there. I was like a year or two in, and he calls me up and says, my producer's leaving. Would you like to come be my producer? Interviewed for it. They ended up hiring somebody in-house. But I was almost his producer. Um, the pay was... Not great, but it is Minnesota, so the cost of living was low. But to produce for him and obviously cover the Vikings and travel and stuff, that would have been a, would dream, have been the dream. a dream come true. Right. Didn't happen. Um, interviewed with them, but uh, didn't but if happen. if he can vouch. Yes. Then... So he actually called me up out of the blue and was mm-hmm. like, I know mm-hmm. you work in radio. Like, I love you. Like, do you want to come be my producer? It's like, I got somebody in-house who really wants it. They like him a lot. His production... His production work was a lot better than mine in terms of using different programs to make production stuff, so I will say that. But um, in terms of just personality, I'm obviously uh, much more personable than what he brought and brings to the table. He's still his producer today. You're a personable guy. Well, thank you. And, um, you know, let's hope that uh, Mraz sticks his foot in his mouth and belches again so that you get another shot of the PGP. Well, that would be nice, yeah. Anytime you want me to come on the PGP or your show, I'm more than happy to. We just got to make sure you're on time. Well, let's make sure. Oh, man. I can't believe you just told me that. Oh, man. That just it made my day. It absolutely made my day. That is the pot calling the kettle black. 
All right. <laughs> that is the Permission Granted Podcast. He is the house, Robbie Rosenhouse. Yo. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, I will see you on Friday for a recap of the Sweet 16. Until then, enjoy your week, and uh, the PGP disconnects. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.